Welcome to Lead from the Driver's Seat with Al Rattan. With over 30 years in leadership, Al is ready to share his struggles and successes to help you change your mindset and become the leader you want to be. Learn what it takes to be a successful leader and hear from other entrepreneurs as they share their leadership journeys. It's time for you to lead your team or organization to their full potential. Let's get started. Here is your host, Al Rattan. All right, we're going to stop sharing the screen there for a minute and say hello to everybody. How are you doing? Glad you're here. Um, I hope uh, <laughs> you're having a great evening so far. Hey, Chris, how's it going? It's going well, Al. Thanks for asking. Good, 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 good. Uh, if you're watching, say hi. I know I'm sharing this to three different pages, so I may not see your comments directly if you are you should see in the in the post that you need to uh, you need to um, you need to authorize Facebook to see Streamyard or authorize Streamyard to see your Facebook post. If not, you'll just show up as unknown user in the chat. <laughs> so do that. Uh, Chris and I are honored to have you here tonight. I'm just going to share the screen again, Chris, with the PowerPoint slides here, so we can get things started. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to take uh, lots of your time tonight. We want we we said we're going to do uh, about a half an hour. Hello from Saskatchewan. Um, don't know who you are because you have to authorize uh, authorize StreamYard to see your profile. But uh, glad you're here. Uh, so yeah, we've titled this uh, talk tonight. Uh, Pay attention. It's time to grow. Uh, that was actually Chris's idea. I loved it, so we ran with it. And just to do a, a quick brief introductions, if you're on my, if you're friends of mine on Facebook, then you know who I am. Uh, but Chris has also shared this on his Facebook uh, page. So, hey, Todd, great to see you. Glad you're watching. Um, Chris, uh, so my name's Alan Rutan. I'm part of the John Maxwell team and have been for uh, five years now. And I'm passionate about personal growth and development. Uh, that excites me. Uh, I know that. I know Todd, my friend watching from Sudbury, Ontario there, he, I know he's passionate about personal growth and development. Believe it or not, Todd and I met, how many years ago was that, Todd? Like early 2000s, Todd was a certified Dale Carnegie trainer. And I went through a 13-week course with Todd uh, where it really, really stretched me. And we became really great friends uh, after that. So it's, it's great to have you here. That's a long time ago, though. Um, so anyways, Albertan here, um, Manitoba, Canada. Uh, like I said, passionate about personal growth and development. And we're just here tonight to take uh, about 30 minutes of your time, share some of our thoughts with you. Hopefully you get some value out of it. And I'm going to I've known Chris, my good friend, Chris, Bra Chris Baker here for just over three years now. But it feels like I've known him forever, right? Chris and I just have built this incredible friendship. So, Chris, take it away. Introduce yourself to the people watching tonight. Yeah, hey everyone. So, so uh, as Al said, my name is Chris Baker, originally from England, but now in uh, Orlando, Florida. I was going to say sunny Orlando, but we're in our rainy season, so every afternoon it's thunderstorms and rain, but it's still t-shirts and shorts weather all year round, so I can't. <laughs> yes. And, yes. and uh, again, excited, yeah, excited to be here, happy to, to be sharing um, sharing this 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 thought and it came from 
It actually came from a post that I, I put out, um, I don't know, a week or so ago, where I said, if you don't see room for improvement, you aren't paying enough attention. Mm -hmm. So it was just a thought-provoking statement, and it did provoke thought because Al said, hey, we can do a program on that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that brought us to, uh, to, to tonight and sharing this with you guys live, and we are... Um, you know, I'm happy to be here and supporting Al on this and uh, and sharing it with you. Hopefully, it makes a difference in your life. Yeah, and exactly. I don't think anything we're gonna we're gonna talk about tonight is you know rocket science or new or gonna blow your mind. But it, you know, again, as we bring stuff to our awareness, right, and start to examine where we're at in life, then we give some opportunity to figure out where we where we want to go and how we want to get there. So uh, that's what we're gonna talk about tonight. Uh, so, Chris, are we good to get started? I'll jump in with my first part. And again, Chris and I are just going to have, I've got a few notes. Chris has got a few notes. We're going to have a conversation back and forth. If you have any questions or comments, please post them in, in the chat and we will do our best to address that. And like I said, our goal is to be done by uh, 7.30 Eastern time. So uh, this is a quote from Zig Ziglar, and he says, planning and preparing gives you the confidence you need and the right to expect to win. Pretty bold statement. Right. And I know people wouldn't be spending, you know, the Thursday evenings with Chris and I if you if you didn't have a desire to win. I mean, you could probably be finding other things to do tonight, uh, you know, and we did title this 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 uh, chat, I guess we're having tonight, you know, pay attention. It's time to grow. And and you're here and we're grateful that you're here. So my first uh, my first point tonight about growth is taken one of uh, from one of Zig's books and mixed together with some of my own thoughts. So as we grow, and I'm not just talking about the COVID weight I've put on in the last 17 months, Chris, because there have been a few pounds that have been put on. I'm talking about what are we doing on a daily basis to ensure we are further down the road into reaching our goals tomorrow than we are today. Really, that's, that's the point, right? Are we going to be further down the road tomorrow to reaching our goals than we are today? And if we aren't working on that, if we aren't doing that, then we may need to check our pulse, you know, our desires and our motivations about why we're doing things. Mm. So here's another great quote. Growth, uh, growth, says Zig, is about preparing ourselves, which means equipping ourselves with the tools, skills, knowledge and attitudes we need to turn our plans into a reality. And he goes on to tell a really cool story in the book. It's, it's the book Born to Win. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. But he talks about an experiment that was done with fleas, putting a bunch of fleas in a jar and putting the lid on the jar. And these fleas would jump, right? And, and hit the lid on the jar. But eventually they adjusted the height. They trained themselves over a period of time, adjusted the height at which they would jump. So you could actually remove the lid from the jar. The fleas would continue to jump, but not jump out of the jar. Right, they've trained themselves that that's as high as they should go, or else they're going to hit the lid. So they stop jumping that high. And I think people tend to do the same thing at times, right? We've put lids on ourselves. John talks about the leadership lid and the twenty-one irrefutable laws of leadership. The leadership lid we may put on ourselves if we have if our leadership lid, our skills and abilities to lead a team, is at a five. Our organization is never going to grow beyond that. It would be a four at the most because we put a lid on our capacity to to lead. Right. If we raise our leadership lid, our organization could grow up and meet that. But I think we tend to put these lids on ourselves. We've trained ourselves to only jump as high as that lid, so to speak. And even though opportunities may present themselves, 
because of our self-imposed lids, we can't reach for those new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I sort of have a question tonight for y'all. What is your lid? What is your lid? What have you allowed yourself to believe about yourself, your circumstances, past experiences that have put a lid on your potential for today? Chris, I don't know if you have anything you want to throw in there before I move on, but I just think yeah. a lot of people do get stuck with this self-imposed lid because of these past things they've gone through. I think so, Al, yeah. And, and um, you know, if we're honest about it, and, and this, is, this is all being honest, right, we all have that, right? Al and I have that too, right? And, and I think that the, the, you know, the last year, 18 months, everybody has, has, has got this lid. All right. Now, you may argue and say it's not self-imposed because it's down to COVID. Well, yeah, but that's a short-sighted way of looking at it, right? Because then that's accepting the fact that where you are is all you're going to get and you can't do anything about it. And that's not true. Exactly. So that is your self-imposed lid. Yeah. Right? You believe in that, that there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Right. So yeah. just think about that. And, and as we go through this, understand that you have the power to unscrew that lid. Right? <laughs> and not only unscrew that lid, but realize it's unscrewed and jump, jump over it. Jump, jump higher, right? <laughs> jump yeah. higher. Yeah. It's, it's said that Joan of Arc said this, I'm not afraid I was born to do this. So I want to, you know, whatever you're doing tonight, watching this, watching the replay, watching live, whatever, you know, say that. I'm not afraid. I was born to do this. Get excited about this thing that maybe you want to work towards. What risk are you willing to take? Right. You know, there's a very popular question asked in the personal growth space, and you hear it all the time. What would you attempt if you knew you could not fail? And that's where you start hearing people go, oh, you know, I'd do this and that and the other thing and all these great dreams and aspirations. But then they don't because they're afraid of that. They have that fear of failure, right? But I'm going to say, I'm going to add to that. So who cares if you fail? <laughs> you know, what am I talking about? Who cares if you fail? Well, if you don't at least try, you're never going to know. Yeah. You know, you're never going to know. And I'd rather try and fail and try and fail until I succeed than to never try at all and live with that regret later on in life. Mm-hmm. So Zig says the greatest risk is to never take a risk, right? Therefore, dooming yourself to a life of mediocrity. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to hear, you know, at the end of my life, you know, here lies Al. He left, he let, he led a mediocre life. That would, that would sadden me to hear those words. Yeah. So my second point tonight, so that's sort of the wrap of the first point, right? What are we gonna, what are we gonna take that risk for? What are we gonna, are we gonna take off that self-imposed lid we've allowed to allowed ourselves to believe about ourselves? And my second point comes from the great Earl Nightingale, where he talks about the magic word, right? And without this magic word being right in our lives, we will se severely limit our chances for growth in our lives. Therefore, also limiting our chances for success. So there's a great Spanish philosopher that said, as human beings, we are born into a natural state of disorientation with our world. That is, while all other creatures are guided by instinct, of which they are unaware, and which they ha don't have any capacity to question, each of us, as human creatures, was given this godlike power to create his or her life. Every day we put in place actions and ideas that will determine the shape and substance of our tomorrow. 
So this magic word that we need to have right in our lives is this word right here. What's our attitude? So my question to you, how has your attitude been in the last 17 months? You can you don't have to answer publicly, but think on that for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, you know, and Chris, I want to I want to be real here with the people that are watching tonight. Mine has not been great at times. Me either. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for admitting that, right? <laughs> the the last year in this type of training and facilitating that I do, it didn't happen. I had many cancellations. I was down tens of thousands of dollars in my in my business because people were a afraid to meet people were zoomed out they wanted that personal experience but couldn't get it because we weren't allowed to gather i would say that if i hadn't surrounded my people with people like surrounded myself with people like chris and you know chris is my mutual friend and coach jeru and and these other pro positive people in my life i probably would have quit mm -hmm. and if i actually go back to december uh, and again, being very transparent here with you all, went back to December, I was sitting on the couch, looked at my wife and I said, what am I doing? I said, I think I should quit. And she's, you know, she's always been this positive encourager, my, one of my cheerleaders for me as I've built out this business. But this time she said, it's up to you. You know, my attitude, and it really was, my attitude had hit an all time low. So I spent some time reflecting and, you know, honestly, I spent some time praying, seeking wisdom and guidance, and I purposed to push forward and carry on. Yeah. And Earl says that our surroundings will always reflect us, that our environment is a mirror, often a merciless mirror of ourselves, right? So I'd ask you tonight, again, the question I want to ask you is if when you're looking in the mirror, what is what is your reflection showing you right now? You know, in, in December for that period of time, my reflection, or I'll say my attitude was showing a defeated me. Mm -hmm. You know, however, I was able to pull myself out because of the surroundings, specifically the people I surrounded myself with. They were positive and uplifting in nature. I could phone Chris and vent to Chris and he would encourage me and uplift me. Yeah. And he's done the same. I've tried to encourage yeah. and uplift him too. And I have other people in my life that have done that for me too. So as a person begins to change, his or her surroundings will change. And Earl says it works like this. We have a great attitude, great results. Good attitude, good results. Fair or average attitude, fair or average results. Mm -hmm. What's the next? Poor attitude, poor results. So what kind of results are you looking for today? Another question. Because your results are directly related to your attitude. Yeah. I'll, I'll just jump in quickly. Yeah. This is your, you know, as you're talking about this, another one of our favorite books, right? As a man thinketh. And, you know, it's as a man thinketh, so he becomes. And that's the same thing, right? Your, your circumstances today are a direct consequence of the actions and decisions that you've made in the past. Absolutely. Uh, you all have, and we all have the, the power. We have choice, right? We mm -hmm. have the power of choice. And we are faced with decisions every single day, right? And we choose which 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 way we're going to go. Yeah. And whichever way we go, that is going to dictate our future circumstances. Right. So be honest with yourself. All right, as Al has been with himself, as I've been with myself and we have with each other, all right? 
be honest with yourself. What decisions have you made that have brought you to where you are today? Right. You can't go back and change those decisions, right? As John says, you can't go back and make a new a new beginning, but you can start today. Exactly. What decisions are you going to make today that's going to make tomorrow better for you? Because it really is up to you. Are you going to purpose in your heart tomorrow morning when you get up that you're going to get up and approach the day with a good attitude, that you're going to take steps towards your goal, you know, towards those goals, dreams, and desires that you've been working on? Or are you going to sleep in and watch Netflix all day, right? Like the the choice is yours, really. (laughs) And and if I could tell you a little secret, you know, the moment that I decided that I wasn't going to quit, and changed my attitude, the thing started to change. Mm-hmm. Business started coming back. Clients started showing up. New opportunities presented themselves. Not all at once, but shortly after my change in attitude, these things yeah. started to happen. Landed some contracts, landed some clients. Things started to change because my attitude shifted. My outlook changed. Mm-hmm. So I just want to share five five points from Earl Nightingale here as I wrap up my little portion tonight and then turn it over to Chris. Um, Number one, it's our attitude at the beginning of a difficult task more than anything else will bring about its successful result, a successful outcome, right? So what's the attitude as we approach new tasks in our lives, as we set out on the new courses, as we set new goals? Number two, our attitude towards others determines their attitude towards us. We're all interdependent. The success we achieve in life will depend largely on how well we relate to others. There was actually a study done by Harvard Business School that said that 15, across all professions, 15%, only 15% of the reason why you get, keep, and move ahead in a job is based on your technical skills and abilities. 85% of the reason why you get, keep, ahead, keep and move ahead in a job was based on your personality, your people skills, your ability to get along with others across every profession it's not based on technical skills and abilities you have to be able to get along with others we are interdependent okay number three before you can achieve the kind of life you want you must think act and talk and conduct your affairs as you would the person you wish to become yeah you know keep a mental picture of that person before you as often as you can during the day I may be here right now, but I'm looking towards the future and this is what my life is going to be. This is what I'm working towards. This is the mental image I'm carrying. Did I cut you off? Did you want to say something? Uh, I, was, no, I was just going to say there's even, I go back um, to, to uh, you know, my early, early career back in England and, you know, people that were, that were mentors and leaders of me at, at that time um, would tell me you dress for the job you want, not for the job you've got. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? It's that mental attitude. You're seeing yeah. yourself in that position that you want to be. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you've seen that, you're living that. And it, it reminds me of a story that Roddy Galbraith told about his um, his house in the, in the UK. I don't know if you remember it, Al, but he, when he and Susan were living in the UK, they saw this house. It was their dream house. They wanted it. And someone moved they, someone moved out and and the grass was was getting long so mm. Ronnie actually went and took his lawnmower and he would go every week and cut the grass wow right? as if it was his house yeah and then they ended up buying that house that's awesome <laughs> it's amazing what actions we we take yeah. can turn into some amazing results down the road right 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 <laughs>
Number four, remember that the higher you go in any organization of value, there's the key word, any organization of value, the better attitudes you'll find. And the great attitudes are not the result of success. Success is the result of those great attitudes. Yeah. And the last point, the deep, deepest craving of the human being is for recognition and self-esteem, to be needed, to feel important, to be recognized and appreciated. That includes our loved ones and everyone else with whom we come into contact with during our days. You know, the customers you're serving, your loved ones, your coworkers, your teammates, your boss, your subordinates, anybody, the person in the drive-through, right? We need to make them feel important. So again, we, you know, we titled this Listen Up, It's Time to Grow, but it's going to take effort and it's going to take a good attitude on your part. Yeah. And that's that's sort of how, that's sort of my section portion tonight, Chris. Sorry, I went a little bit longer than I said I would, but uh, uh, you're up. This is it's good stuff, and and you know we could we could do a whole program on these two these two points that you've just made, right? And yeah. you know there's there's so many so many things that you know it comes to mind as you're going through it, like quotes and and things like Henry Ford would say, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're usually right. Yeah. I, that's my signature on um, on my my uh, internal chat thing for for a long time, and it's 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 absolutely what this is saying here. Mm -hmm. And then the last point there about the the, the humans uh, human beings crave for recognition and self esteem. People want to know that you care, mm -hmm. right? and uh, I think it's Maya Angelou said that that people will forget what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right? This, is, this is even more important now than it's ever been. Right? It's yeah. always been important. But there's a lot of people that are suffering from anxiety and depression and lack of self-esteem. A lot of teenagers that have got this low self-confidence, low self-esteem that, that don't believe they're worthy. You know, right. coming into yeah. the workplace thinking that it's gonna it's gonna multiply and snowball, and and that's gonna be a, a detriment to the to the workplace. Mm -hmm. We we owe it to them, to our children, to our colleagues to take this point number five and live it every day. Yes, absolutely. So, I'll be the first to admit, I don't always do that well, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but we have to make, you know, again, we have to purpose in our hearts, make that conscious effort that we're going to actually train ourselves to, to live this way. Right. And I think that the world needs that today. And yeah. you know what? A handful of people can impact a community. Oh, for sure. And it takes one in a positive way or a negative way. It's up to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah perfect so so yes yeah, we as we sort of build on this um you know there's a couple of slides that we just put up and uh i'm, I'm by, by no way as uh, as organized as ali's with his, his presentation but um <laughs> the the whole thing about about this and about failure you know people fear failure right and why do they fear failure because other people tell them that it's bad right and mm -hmm. and the truth is that failure is not to be feared it's to be prepared for mm -hmm. so what do i mean by that well when you're going to grow you are going to quote unquote fail but failure is only final when you quit exactly right? until then it's actually a learning experience and it's good and I, I would tell my teams at Disney when when they they came and had my first one-on-one -on -one meeting with them, I would I would tell them right off the bat, 
you know, I, I give you permission to fail. And they would look at me as if I've got two heads and go, you want me to fail? I went, well, yeah, actually, because if you don't fail, you're not trying hard enough. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Nice to see you, but okay. if you don't fail, you're not trying hard enough. You're living within your comfort zone and nothing of significance is ever achieved inside of your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. So we have to move outside of that. And keep in mind, as you move outside of that, that new area is eventually going to become your comfort zone. So you need to keep moving. You need to keep moving, right? That's the whole thing, that, that momentum and that movement forward. And that's that, that acceptance and that willingness to, to be growing every day. Mm -hmm. uh, and not to settle for a life of mediocrity. You know, another A word, Jay, Jay's watching, and another A word that Jay and I used to talk about a lot was average. You know, you mm -hmm. talked about attitude. Average is another A word that is that is bad. Right? Yeah. You don't want to settle for a life of average, a life of mediocrity, because what will happen is you'll get to the end of your life. And instead of fearing failure, what you should be doing is fearing regret. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, you know, to mention, to mention Zig again, you know, he said, I'd rather regret. What is it? Discipline weighs in ounces. Regret weighs in tons. And I would have, I would rather have the the ounces of of weight today for disciplining myself to have that proper outlook on life, mm -hmm. and then have that weight in tons on my shoulders of regret at the end of my life when I look back with dissatisfaction. Yeah, right, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so the key to this is is as you you touched on earlier, you touched about goals and visions and so on. You know, have you got a goal? What are you moving towards? What What are you looking towards? Or are you just going through the motions? Because I promise you, if you're just going through the motions, waiting for something to happen, what, what, what you'll see is that your head is down and those opportunities are all around you. You can't see them when your head is down. You know, take what Al said in December, he was ready to quit. When he decided that he purposely was going to move forward, he, he, he raised his head and guess what he saw? Opportunities. Opportunity, yep. Right? And, and he took those opportunities. They were there before. Yeah, just couldn't see them. Right. So what we what we need to do is look at what what it what we need to work on is our attitude and our behaviors. Because mm -hmm. our behaviors will drive our actions and our actions produce our results. Absolutely. Whereas what most people tend to look at in business and individually is they measure on results. We shouldn't do that. We should measure on behaviors and actions. Mm -hmm. because if you if you're just focusing on the result and you're not getting it guess what you think you're a failure and you quit yeah you lose that self-esteem you lose that confidence and then you're just going backwards yeah. I, I know because i've done it yeah. <laughs> everybody watching and everybody that watches and listens to this could raise their hand to the answer yes i've experienced failure disappointment in my life right like yeah. <laughs> we all have yeah yeah. Jay just said, I said the naughty word. He's, he's yeah. average. It's, uh, average. And, and it is a naughty word. Yeah. Right? It's a word that should be removed from the English dictionary and the American dictionary and the Canadian dictionary. <laughs> but it should be removed. It should be removed. Yeah. So let's move on to the, let's have a look at the, the next slide and see. So this is this is an interesting quote that, again, I've had in my my sort of filing of, of quotes and pictures for a while. And when we were doing this, I just went through and said, okay, what can we talk about? 
And here's, here's that thing, basically, what we're just saying. You will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. So again, I challenge you and I ask you to look at your daily routine. What do you do daily? And what is it doing to move you forwards towards your goal? If you haven't got a goal, the first thing is, what is your goal going to be? And and it could be losing that little bit of COVID weight, right? It could be some, I mean, you should have a long-term goal too. But let's start in daily things. What do you need to do each day to get to where you are? Yeah, It could be reading 10 pages of a self-development and, and self-improvement book. Yeah. It could be journaling. Now, you don't want to do all loads of things all at once. Start with one thing. You'll overwhelm yourself and you'll, you'll give up and you'll quit. Correct. Start with one thing, right? That one yeah. thing that you can do to make a difference tomorrow. In your, you exactly. Know? And then you use that and you build on it. Mm-hmm. Right? The power of multiplication is phenomenal. Yes. Right? This is what we're saying. If we can impact one life today, and then that person goes and impacts one person, and then those two impact another one person each, that's four people. Yeah. You know, and there's that story of the penny. If you have a penny and you double it every day, at the yeah. end of 30 days, you've got about $10 million. Yeah, that's not too bad of an investment. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I bet if I if I said to to anybody watching this, unless they've heard that story, if I and I've just given it away, but if I said to you, I'll give you the choice of a million dollars today, right, or a penny that doubles every day for a month, yeah, almost everybody, unless they've heard that story, would say, "Well, I'll take the million dollars." Million dollars, you think it's more? Yeah, you're walking away from ten million dollars in a month. Mm-hmm. That's attitude. Absolutely. Right? So, so again, if Jay's still watching, I'm not sure, but one of the things we used to talk about and Jay talks about is when is now a good time to get started? Right? Or when is now the right time to get started? Because people will say, well, I'll, I'm going to do it when. Right. right. Or I'll do it if. Yeah. No, you do it now. I think right? John says, you know, when people say someday, I don't see any someday in a calendar anywhere. You know, there's right. not, not so, you know, right. someday September or someday November or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> There's no someday in the counter. There's not. The calendar. So so get started. Yeah. You know, don't put it off. Procrastination is the killer of dreams. Yeah. So if yeah. you if you want to achieve something in your life, you've got to do something every day, mm-hmm. intentionally, right? Intentionally every day to move you forward. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's go. Uh, let's let's move forward. <laughs> so here's something, here's something I actually designed for a training um, for an organisation, but it's the same. It applies to to individuals. All right. It's called the problem solution plan. So we all have a problem. Every every, every now and again, we'll get problems. What right. people tend to do is they focus on the problem. Well, guess what? If you focus on the problem, it's never going to go away because you're concentrating on the problem. So the problem is all you're seeing. Mm-hmm. We need to switch that attitude and say, okay, for every problem, there's at least three solutions. So what is solution A, solution B, solution C? Right. So we're now looking at the solutions. And what we do is we choose one of those solutions. Now, when we choose that solution, there's going to be obstacles. So what we do is we look forward and say, what are three potential obstacles? Obstacle A, obstacle B, obstacle C. And then what we're doing is you're coming (laughs) up with a plan to overcome those obstacles before they've appeared. So you're looking forward. 
You I move. Love that. All right. So problem solution plan. You can apply it in business. You can apply it in your own life. Excellent. Can I haven't seen that part, that training from you, Chris. I really like that. That's no, good. I haven't done it a lot. It's it's one that's there, ready to to go. <laughs> and, right. So we're getting a preview tonight. We are. Yeah. I actually did. I actually did. Um, I did a, a um, uh, was a leadership course with an with a company, and this organization it's it's in a factory type setting, manufacturing type setting, and they actually had a really great system in place. If they had a group of people sitting around discussing a problem or an issue that had arisen. And, you know, it tends to, you know, those problems attract a group of people and you get everybody in there talking and throwing. If they couldn't solve it as a group within 15 minutes, then one person was assigned to go out and find the solution to that problem. Everybody else will go back to work. They could then solicit the advice and the resources they needed from anywhere to come up with the solution. But then you had one person with maybe a selected team working on solving that problem versus a group of people standing around trying to trying to brainstorm and I actually really like that idea yeah. instead of taking this everybody off the line to work on this okay we we haven't come up with a solution you're in charge of finding the solution everybody else is going back to work yeah and i thought that was a really good way of not wasting everybody's time and and then getting eventually and then that person once the solution was you know they came upon the solution then it would go back and be reported to everybody the solution yeah. has been found. Here's what we're doing. Here's how we're moving forward. So I think that almost, you know, kind of fits with your with your framework here. It it does. And the and the the, the challenge is if you if you try and involve too many people in it, you get that paralysis by analysis, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and what everybody's doing then is they're focusing on the problem again instead of like let's stop, let's solicit like three ideas, let's look at those ideas, let's deep dive, let's pick one. Now let's look at what potentially could go wrong and let's overcome it before it goes wrong. Absolutely. It's yes. that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if people did it, if everybody did it, man, it would be, uh, we, we'd all be flying. So Absolutely. again, let's, um, let's work on this and work on it in your own life and, and let us know, come back to Al, come back to myself. Let us know what, you know, any of this stuff that we've talked about tonight or we talk about in our other things, let us know if it's working. Right. And what what is it done for you? Exactly. So I think this is the, the last slide. The last slide. Yeah. Expectations. Right. And this is something, again, that was a post I put out maybe a couple of years ago. Now, you will live to the level of your expectations where wherever you have set them. So choose wisely. Yeah. All right. So this goes again back to, to what I was talking about with the, the law of the lid and the fleas there. Right. They live into the level of expectations. They live into the fact that they can only jump so high. Yep. All right. And yep. and even when that lid is off there, they still believe they can only jump so high. So they're going to live at that. We have the power to choose, right? Yep. Whatever we want to do. Yeah. You know, a quote I have in in my book at the start of it is like, "Are you are you happy living under the average limitations imposed on you by other people, or?" Are you ready to rise to the greater expectations of your inner self? So good. Too many people are living within the average limitations imposed on them by others that they then believe to be true. Mm -hmm. Right? The self-imposed lid. Yeah, exactly. Let's get rid of that. Let's rise to the greater expectations of your inner self. Because as Al said, you were born to do this. Yeah. 
just got to work out what it is you want to do and release that. Take a chance. Take a chance. Yep. Right. Sure. Take a chance. For sure. Well, that's that's all we've got for you. We're we, you know again. Sorry, we went a little bit over our thirty minutes. I apologize. I talked too much. That's my problem. We always do. But... I keep too much of the time. <laughs> But we're glad you joined us. Thank you. And and we'd love to hear your comments and your feedback. If you have any questions or, or you know, any way we can serve you, let us know. Message us. We'd be glad to glad to have a conversation with you. And, and of course, Chris is, you know, a trainer extraordinaire for any of you that want to uh, live above average in your life. He can definitely help you out. So reach out to him. And if there's anything I can do to serve you, reach out to me. We're again, thank you for joining us tonight. And thanks for Chris for, for jumping on with me and, and doing this uh, Facebook live. It was fun. Thank you. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. All right. Good luck, everybody. Thank okay. You. Take, take care. And thanks Todd for watching. Appreciate you, Jay. Good seeing you. Uh, yeah. Take care, everyone. Have a good evening. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Lead from the Driver's Seat with Al Rutan. Al would love to hear from you. Reach out anytime at www.lrutan.com or hello at lrutan.com.